1: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January
2: 2nd wherever podcasts are available.
3: Let's
0: hang out Let's hang out And let's talk about what
3: lessons
0: have found Let's hang out
3: And let's listen to Leslie and shout. Let's hang out Let's hang out everyone welcome back to let's hang out the podcast hosted by your two butch pals butch-ish can we call you that i know i'm like not really but we'll go with it by one butch pal who's a little more androgynous and one kind of femmy butch good yeah it's great okay yeah. uh from <laughs> butch the West pal's coast- so much easier to say I'm Lee Holmes Foster. <laughs>
2: and from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This Week in the Lesdem. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing we want to talk about is our trivia nights. We have a trivia night in Denver, this week at Blush and Blue on Friday, October 11th, 8 p.m.
3: We also have one coming up at Turtle Swamp in Jamaica Plain in Boston on October 17th, starting at 6 30, and that's going to be our LGBTQ pop culture trivia.
2: We have our second event in New York. Our first event at Henrietta's was so much fun. We hope you'll join us at Caveat. It's Halloween weekend, so you can dress up in your best L Word attire. We'll even have a prize for best costume. And that's Sunday, October 27th.
3: We also have another L Word Trivia coming up in Arlington, Virginia at The Boardroom on November 6th at 6.30pm.
2: We're also looking for trivia hosts in other cities, so email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com if you're interested.
3: We want to give a huge thank you to everybody that became a patron as part of our Season 3 Patreon campaign. We reached 90 total patrons. We... Could not be any happier. We are so, so thrilled for how much support uh, everyone just came out and gave us. It's amazing.
2: We love you so much. And we will be doing our Q and gay drawing this week. So stay tuned next week for that announcement to see who's going to win and come on a Q and gay with us.
3: Also, we have very exciting news. We are thrilled about it. Sometime this past week, we officially hit 500,000 downloads amazing it's that's crazy it's crazy everyone half of a million downloads that is insane. insane so many people listening to so much of ellie and i yelling at each other all the time <laughs>
2: so thank you
3: <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much we have always said this is just our little podcast that could we are blown away constantly and endlessly by the support and we just we can't believe we've hit that it's crazy what what a huge
2: milestone yes we want to share that victory with you thank you for getting us to 500,000 downloads
3: and we'll let you know when we hit a million yeah see you (laughs) at a million everyone yeah we also need to shout out the weekend soiree we're running out of time to shout it out soon we're gonna be there and then soon you'll just be hearing us talk about how amazing it was so if you want to come hang out in new orleans October 31st kicks off an amazing weekend of workshops with a bunch of queer people, and we are so, so pumped.
2: Another thing that's happening on our Twitter is we're doing a shoulda been gay showdown. So excited. I
3: can't. I'm like, I'm tingly. I'm all tingly about it.
2: So we will see who the number one shoulda been gay is, which has honestly plagued us like I can I can't pick.
3: I can't. So you pick. have
2: so you have to pick?
3: I am so glad other people are going to be picking for us. Also, I put up our first Twitter poll recently just to I had to narrow down. We've had 32 episodes. Some of them were multi-topic. We had to narrow down some of the the, you know, live shows to just one to represent that episode. And I just want to say to everyone commenting, wasn't it gay? Like yes. That's the whole That's the point, point. <laughs> of the segment. Of course they were all very very gay. That's why they should have been gay. So, yes. we we're totally we we get we're there. We're there we're right there with you. We're yes. Right there with you. But you still have to vote. So, don't miss out. The bracket's going to be narrowing its way to our ultimate should have been gay. So, don't miss don't miss the opportunity to make your voice heard. I'm
2: so excited. And in the Greater Les Universe, there was an article that came out recently that said Elsa's definitely not getting a girlfriend in Frozen 2. Boo. Ugh. I Boo. Under- <laughs> I know, sucks.
3: Um, <laughs> the rest under- of the episode is just me booing.
2: <laughs> I do understand why they want to have one Disney princess whose whole life doesn't revolve around a romantic relationship, and that's great. Her purpose is much more than who she's with but they did say she's going to be getting one in frozen three but i'm just gonna say i'll believe it when i freaking see it people stop posting the articles and let me actually see (laughs) elsa have a girlfriend
3: uh yeah i wouldn't be 100 convinced but how amazing would it be if she did so oh yeah fingers crossed but we're not holding our breath
2: yes that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee
3: Thanks, Ellie Lee. We are so excited to bring you Episode 3 of Season 3, Out in Style, with Lauren Flans.
1: Hi! Is this when I talk? Yes. This is when
3: you talk. You're here now. I've already ruined it. You've magically appeared with us. (laughs) No, we are
2: so happy to have you here, Lauren. You all probably know Lauren as one half of Coming Out Pod with Lauren and Nicole, and she'll also be in the upcoming Butch Pal for the Straight Gal.
3: She's so, the Lauren half of Lauren and Nicole. Just to clarify. Yeah, if it wasn't clear. Yeah.
1: I'm so I'm so excited. I've had so many friends uh, be on your podcast, and now I feel like I'm like I'm in the clubhouse.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's you know, it's an exclusive club. We decided to let you in eventually. But plus, you got a nice round episode number three hundred three. That's good.
2: Oh, look at that. To be fair, you're probably one of the only guests who was ever in our hotel room. So.
1: <laughs> Let's lead off with something a little less.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look what happens at Lexicon. Stays at Lexicon.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me going to bed at eleven thirty. Stays at Lexicon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know. I literally slept through the after party. So sad. <laughs> i feel like you're saying that because it's early and to me i'm like staying up till 11 30 what a wild night
1: True. no i did pretty i was pretty proud of myself at klaxicon i like i did okay i did okay i didn't party super hard but i'm i give myself a solid
2: b plus you got good. yeah you got the best set of you got what you needed out of the weekend you're
3: you're ahead of the average it's good
2: lauren why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself what do you do
1: Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> I am. Uh, I I always say actor writer, but now I'm like I guess I should lead with podcaster. I yeah. feel like that's like the main. That's like what I put most of my energy into. Um, yeah, I do uh, coming out with Lauren and Nicole, as you mentioned, and that is uh, that is both my like passion project and also uh, just like. Yeah, it, it's its consumed my life in the best possible way. Uh, so I do that, uh, and I am—I am, uh, I am an, an actor and and a writer, more a writer uh, these days, but still still do acting stuff. I am a, I'm a—I'm a dog owner. That's an important part of my personality. <laughs> that is personality. a huge part, yeah. And I am a Twitter addict. And I feel like oh, that's it, a good picture. Of- it's
3: such a problem.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's a huge problem. But I feel like those those elements of my personality those are the I feel like I hit all the big ones.
2: That's a good one. So volunteer
1: at the LGBT center. I
2: should have said, that makes me sound like a much better and more well-rounded person. You're like, and I have said that I am charitable as well.
1: Yeah, and I'm an amazing humanitarian
2: philanthropist. <laughs> <A> <laughs> so you're an actor. You've done a lot of really interesting and fun things. You're on Wild and Out, which I feel like we have we have to talk about. Today I watched yeah. your acting reel on IMDb. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I it was honestly hilarious. There was some well, some great stuff in there. There's one part of you yelling at Nick Cannon about yoga. Yes. yes. Yeah. And um I just thought that was amazing. So, we have someone thank on the you. show who's yelled at Nick Cannon. We just want to let Oh you know. yeah.
3: I think you're our first guest on the show who's yelled at Nick Cannon,
2: but not your last. <laughs> your cards, right?
1: Um, no, that was a lot of fun. And Wild and Out was um, was. I don't know if you guys know this. It's when I I kissed a girl on on national television. I kissed a girl on Wild, like in a in an improvised moment. So,
2: so why did you kiss? Why did you kiss that girl? What was the moment?
1: An improv game where you are supposed to get as close to the person and what was the gist of some some dumb improv game and it was like the first person who like pulls away or something like loses the point and um not to ruin wild and out for people but th- the show is the improv on the show is very rehearsed let's say mm-hmm. uh which, as for me, someone who's, I've done improv for like decades of my life. I've taught improv. I've like done improv on cruise ships. I taught it in London and Amsterdam. It's like how I make a living. It was like really hard for me to do like fake improv. I'm like blowing the lid off wild and out right now, by the way.
3: <laughs> you heard it here first. Breaking story, TV, frequently scripted.
1: Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so me and uh, my friend Rosica on the show, they'd been like, "Okay, you guys are gonna do an improvised scene," and they like gave us the gist of the scene, and they like had us rehearse the scene. And I was like, "This is fucking bullshit." And so I decided I was like, "I'm gonna do something that at least will be spontaneous to everyone but me." Like I decided I was gonna do it ahead of time. Um, but I was like, okay, at least nobody else knows that this is going to happen. Cause I wanted at least something to be like absolutely real and in the moment and have genuine reactions to it.
3: You were really taking that, like acting is reacting to heart. You're like, they're going to be <laughs> reacting to something.
1: Listen, I wasn't, I didn't, you know, wake up in the morning for my 11am acting class at Northwestern <laughs> University to fake improv on an MTV2 show, all right, <laughs> that's not, that's not what my parents paid for my education for um, so that was one reason. And then the other reason is like more heartwarming, which is just when I was like a teenager, which most of Wild and Out's viewers, I think are like teenagers or a huge chunk of them are teenagers. I was like, it would have been like really cool and like huge if I had seen two girls kiss on TV and like, not like in a teaser characters way, which is super meaningful in its own way. But so I was like, I think it'd be really cool for kids to get to see two girls kiss. So I was like, well, I'm gonna kiss my friend Ross again, not tell her. Because the set wasn't as big then, you guys.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Were you worried? Were you worried that they would like edit it out? I thought
1: they were going to cut it for sure. Yeah,
3: but it made it in. There you go. It made it in. It
1: was in the teasers the week before for next week's episode. So as soon as I saw the teaser, I was like, "Oh shit, they left it in."
2: Yeah, people love that shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it turns out that got me a lot more Twitter followers, which was not even my intention. But what a what a great added bonus. Oh, okay yeah. so
3: wait so when when was this how important was this tv representation for the world lauren
1: that's such a great question what year it was it had to have been like five years ago minimum i think maybe like six years
3: ago so it wasn't like the first kiss but... oh
2: god no no <laughs> wild and out has the first lesbian kiss
3: ever that would be
1: no this was like five or six years ago <laughs> This was not a groundbreaking thing. Although if you watch the episode by based on people's reactions, you would have thought it was like the like everyone like lost their shit. So It
2: happens. So is this pre you playing Ellen in epic rap battles?
1: Timelines are hard. Yeah, yeah. It's weird.
2: Well let's just talk about you playing Ellen because like that's peak. Let's you, get into you, it. You played like the the lesbian. I did. And you got to portray her. How was that?
1: It was great. I started doing Ellen impressions, or I guess just one impression. (laughs) I don't know why. Multiple impressions of Ellen. I worked in this place called Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. And there was a game that we would play there where they would yell out people that they wanted you to do impressions of. Um, And one of the things we would get a lot is Ellen. And they would, and then my cast members would like, always be like, Lauren, do Ellen, because they're like, lesbians can impersonate other lesbians, right? And I'd be like, that's really offensive. And then it turns out it's true, because every lesbian can impersonate Jodie Foster. Have you noticed that? Mm. Every lesbian has, who I've ever met has a real solid Jodie Foster and Silence of the Lambs impression.
2: I'm like, I gotta work on my Jodie
3: Foster in, then, because I'm Silence like... Silence sh- of the Lambs specifically? Because no. I feel like my Jodie Foster impression for most Jodie Foster movies would just be like a really intense look off camera right and she's
1: like kind of southern
2: mm.
1: at least in sense for the lambs maybe we're debunking this rumor that i myself started that all legends. <laughs>
2: next time you see us though we will have because now i oh, feel yeah. like i need
3: to but we're each gonna prepare like a really really unknown jody Fo- like Jodie foster in a movie that like three people have seen and we'll do like those impressions but spot on yeah and no and no one will get it
1: Jodie Foster and Maverick, great, I look forward to it. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, that's where I started. Uh, Amsterdam was where I started doing uh, the Ellen impression and it actually got like a good response from like international audiences. So I was like, ah, this can't suck too much if like random people from random countries all sort of like buy it, right? Like that works. So I sort of kept doing it. And then um, I know uh, Lloyd from Epic Rap Battles from, we used to do improv together and so when they were finally doing uh, an Ellen wrap, battle, they asked me to do it, and it was super fun. That's awesome. And history was made.
3: <laughs> and and who provided the wig for that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really good, right? It's,
3: <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I don't know,
1: but it was like a real person's hair, which totally- uh,
3: Well, that's a little creepy. That's what I said. Was it Ellen's hair?
1: You know, they said no, but it, it, I feel like it was Ellen <laughs> or Bieber.
2: Debatable.
1: Oh, wow. Amazing. It was a very nice wig.
2: Who won that rap battle?
1: They never, I mean, I could read the YouTube comments and see the general consensus, but why would I do that to my, like, I've been in therapy long enough to know that, like, you never (laughs) read YouTube. That's completely insane. So I, I don't know who officially or unofficially won it. The woman who did Oprah is fucking fantastic though she does yeah, yeah, a she dead-on Oprah impression
2: yeah she's
1: uh, great. so I'd vote for her personally <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I wouldn't vote for me actually so
3: <laughs> no
1: she come on she steals it um but no it was it was really it was a really fun it was really fun to get to do yeah
3: that's and awesome. now we've gone from rap battles to butch pals what's the what's the history of Butch Pal for the Straight Out. How did how did that come into being?
1: Butch Pal for the Straight uh, Out is my friend uh, Allie Johnson's project. Uh, Allie is someone I've known for a number of years. We do this thing in LA together called 30 Minute Musicals that is is very fun and campy um, and and very It's very gay in in quotes in the way where it's like... Like, it's not even very queer. Like, it's very gay. You know what I mean? Like, you know that distinction where it's just, like, so campy and, like, fun? Yeah. And Ali and I are actually the only two queer women in it. It's mostly, like... Gay Dudes and Street Gals, as is a lot of musical theater for those right, who have a chance to yep. music. But Allie and I met doing that, and we, like, hit it off. And then she moved to San Francisco for a long time because she was uh, a morning radio DJ. And then moved back to L.A., like, I don't know, like a year ago. And she was like, I have this idea. Like, will you get coffee with me? And we went to get coffee at Cutie's in L.A. Shout out to Cutie's, the queer coffee shop that everyone in L.A. knows Uh, and she told me about this project she's like yeah you know Queer Eye is back and it's getting all this press and it's like driving me crazy that they would reboot it with guys before they'd even like think about like doing it oh yeah Lee just gave like a like a
3: thank you that's what I gave is
1: a exactly and she was like she was like yeah I want to I want to do it. I want to do it with women, and I'd love for you to be on board. Um, and what's hard for people to like to uh, understand, or at least what there's been confusion over is like this is a fully scripted thing. Like Ali is a hilarious comedic actress and comedic writer. And so uh, she wrote the script for it. It's really funny. So we are not doing it as a reality show, although it was super important. To Allie uh, and also to me that the the Fierce Five, uh, we are all queer women. So that is authentic. That was like important to her because even though it's like scripted and it's like a parody or whatever, she was like, but I wanted to like, I wanted to come from a real place.
3: And the straight gal is a straight gal.
1: Our straight gal is a straight gal. She's a super good friend of mine who I recommended, who I would classify as queer adjacent. She has a lot of queer friends. So she's like, she's like in the pocket very straight very married to a very straight dude so she is she is also authentic
2: <laughs>
3: she qualified yeah a
2: real life straight girl we got her yeah we found one
3: <laughs> it's difficult in these LA? days yeah. Wow.
2: yeah they're few and far between especially when you oh, only yeah. hang out with queer people
1: <laughs> oh, I'm actually I I mean well we can talk about it later but I most of my friends are straight so I had my pick of straight girls to recommend to Allie when we were casting but... oh my god <laughs> have you
3: have you watched the new queer eyes because i'm like the worst lesbian ever and i have not i still haven't seen any of them at all i'm so i'm like ashamed to admit it i haven't watched any of them
1: what about like the original one have you seen yeah, any the old of...
3: ones i wa- i used to watch the old ones all the time but like i haven't watched any of the reboot of like the new episodes
1: they're really good. I had seen... I think I'd only seen season one before we shot. And then when, like, our our shoot date for Butch Pal was coming up, I was like, oh, I better do my homework. <laughs> and I just, like, I binged it, which is emotionally, like... It'll, like, dehydrate you. Like, you cry so fucking much. It's just, like, so exhausting watching it.
3: It's like
2: a, it's like a full detox. To... It is. Especially there was season two...
1: Season two destroyed me. There's like a million episodes that are like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's really good. I like it.
2: Yeah, but it is. It is like a cry fest. The one lesbian episode they had got me so hard.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know that she is sidebar? She's like in a relationship now. and
2: it's like Yeah, really she's really cute. Mm-hmm. I
1: just saw that on Instagram. Yeah. That's all knows. I do not frequent Instagram, so. <laughs>
2: I recently learned that.
1: But it's really cute. I'm so happy for her. It
2: looks like she's doing much better, which is Killing makes me it. so happy. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. what's the biggest difference, in your opinion, between lesbians making over straight women and gay men making over people? Um, I mean,
1: the basic premise of Butch Pal is that the lesbian ethos, I guess, is kind of like, do less, chill out, take it
3: easy. <laughs>
1: what, what are you What are you doing? Like everything you're doing, you're putting too much effort and time into it. How are you gonna have time to care for your cats if you're doing all this other stuff? It's that It's that kind of a vibe. So I think, and even just in watching Queer Eye, like like Jonathan, who I fucking love, but like when he's telling them, like, here's how you maintain your hair, and he's like. All you do is you put like slightest bit of the, and I'm like, you lost me at the part where you put a dime size of moose. Like what? Like, nah, dude, I can't, I'm not going to do that.
3: Ain't nobody got time for moose.
1: I'll do it for a week, but then I'm definitely going to like slack off. So I feel like Butch Pal is like,
3: (laughs) it's like flossing after you go to the dentist.
1: Listen, I'm super good at flossing, but I feel like queer women are good at flossing,
3: right? I'm going to say I am too, but I also think this is where you and I are going to age ourselves, Lauren, because let me tell you what, like, I did not, like, when I was, like, 25, I was not flossing every night, right? Like,
1: Oh, interesting. I can't remember how long I've been flossing. That's so...
3: I used to do what I think everybody does, which is, like, you go, and they're like, are you flossing? And you're like, no. And then you feel bad, and then they're like, you should floss, and then you floss every night for, like, a week and a half, and then you're like, fuck this.
1: True. Well, listen... Ladies, single ladies out there, I floss every night without <laughs> fail, so that's what you're signing up for if you get into this situation.
3: Break off a piece of this.
1: Break off a piece of this flams. You know it's flossed well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Should it's let me tell point. you about my gum pockets.
1: <laughs> Come on, I know what I'm doing. But yeah, Butch Pal is very, like, throwing out all your products, simplifying your wardrobe. I feel like a lot of queer women will be able to relate to it. It is a parody, it is heightened, but there's a lot of, listen, there's truth to some stereotypes about about those men.
2: I mean, that's like half of the episodes we have where we're like, this is
3: a horrible stereotype that's also true. And then by the end of (laughs) it, you're like,
2: oh, wow. Yeah, you're like, shit, it is true
3: we've just decided our answer to when we know we're gonna say like problematic generalizations and we're just like preface we are wildly generalizing and we know it and we're doing it anyways deal with it like we're not that's what i do on
1: my podcast but now that i'm guesting on yours i feel like it's like now i say all the problematic things that i'm very careful about on my own podcast
3: your You're fun. like, let me just drop this bomb on you, bitches. Okay, here you go.
1: <laughs> and I feel like I feel like we'll get into this um, more with our uh, with our topic, but I do feel like there's like I I make fun of that stuff, but then like I will not unless I'm like just really having a day. I will not leave the house without putting on like concealer and like foundation. And but there's also another side of it.
3: Have you been a butch pal for? A straight gal in real life like have you you said you have a lot of straight friends have you done that
1: god no 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 (laughs) one should be taking any sort of advice from me in terms of anything regarding appearance i i do not know how to like dress myself i fully admit that i have had friends queer eye me a lot both straight friends and queer friends be like let me just stay still let me dress you let me do something with your hair please Um, And I feel like the times in my life when I've looked the best is when I'm dating a girl who, like, wants to do that stuff to me. Because, like, they're like, it's fun. Like, like, let me, like, do this and that. And I'm like, great, go to town. Because I just don't, I know, like, how to do the bare minimum. And I've pretty much looked the same in terms of my style, if you can even use that word, for, like, a very, very long time. So,
2: that's okay. If it works, you just keep you just keep doing it. It's okay. Exactly. But I keep telling myself, "Is that your like position in the Fierce Five? Are you the style?" I'm
1: the grooming one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm you're a, the Jonathan. My, I'm the Jonathan, but there's definitely not a one for one uh uh parallel for what we're doing. I am the like Earth Mother Goddess. I didn't shave at all for two weeks, but I was like, oh, I should stop shaving, and I wish I'd thought of that. In, like you know, a little sooner before, but I was very proud of the armpit hair that I cultivated. Nice. Everyone was like, Lauren, we can barely see it. And I was like, shut up. It's amazing. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
1: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right, let's, why don't we dive in? Let's dive into the topic that we are talking about as we're talking about stereotypes don't exist. (laughs) Lauren really wanted to talk to us today about the different types of lesbians and we are so on board. So Lauren, why don't you tell us about the different types of lesbians from your perspective? What are the ones that you're like, yes, these are the main ones?
1: Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So initially, um, before I started doing, uh, the coming out podcast, I was really only familiar with uh, butch lesbians, lipstick lesbians, and then something called chapstick lesbians, which is what I thought I was for a
3: very long time. Wait, define that if that's what you were.
1: Well, here's the thing. I was wrong. Like, what I thought it was. This was also one of my dear, wonderful gay dude friends had told me the term. And he's like, yeah, you're a chapstick lesbian. And I didn't do a lot of research on my end. I was just like, great, that's what I'll That's what I'll be then. So what I thought it was, was like, was like kind of in between like butch and lipstick, but like, but like kind of more feminine. Like you wear, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like I basically thought, oh, I wear chapstick every day.
3: (laughs) Therefore it's me. It does sound like that. You're like, N- I don't like a chapped lip. I must be a chapstick lesbian.
1: I do not tolerate a chapped lip. We will not have that in my home. Um, but it turns out, and I'm trying to pull up the... Oh, here it is. So it turns out that I'm looking at a, at a really great Tumblr site right now that I can send you guys a link to if you want to, like, post it. Because it's really great. It has, like, all these definitions. It turns out that, like, I guess chapstick lesbian is, like, fairly synonymous with soft butch, like... This definition that I'm reading says usually dressed casual in jeans and T-shirts. It, I think chapstick lesbian in the way it's used lines up more with, with soft butch than I thought it did. Because anyone who would see me either in like attitude or physicality, I'm not like, I'm not cool enough to be a soft butch. Like no one would ever be like, yeah, you're a soft butch. Like that just isn't my vibe at all. So I think I was misrepresenting myself as a chapstick lesbian and I apologize if you're one of the many people in that period of years that I told I was a chapstick lesbian because I'm retconning it now
2: (laughs) I was wrong you're not alone I definitely thought I was a chapstick lesbian as well yeah because I was like I'm definitely not like I I'm not a lipstick lesbian like but I'm definitely femme exactly
1: that was what I thought I think that Ellie, I feel like you and I pretty closely line up in our like how we present or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Which I yes. which at least I have rarely encountered. So I was excited to meet you in person at Clexicon.
3: Okay, but wait, now I'm really curious though. If you both thought you were chapstick lesbians and you don't think you are now, mm hmm. What do you both think is your your lesbian style or type now? Are they the same? Did you, both, did you both move to the same thing?
1: Well, here's what I moved to about a year ago when I found this other WordPress post. I don't even know what WordPress is. I feel like it's like somebody's blog or something. But <laughs> again, it's doing...
3: It's like a journaling site, isn't it? Isn't right, it's a that?
1: journaling site. Well, I found this definition that, that for the first time I was like, nice, feel scene. seen, which is this thing called a blue jeans femme. And that is what I now, if, if somebody is like, like, how do you identify? I'm like, oh, I'm a lesbian, I'm queer. And then if they're like, no, but like, what stereotype do you identify as? Which, to be fair, has very rarely <laughs> been asked to me. And when it is asked to me, it's usually straight people asking me. But now I can say that I feel most like a blue jeans femme. Um, I'm trying to pull up the, the definition of it where I felt so seen.
3: Okay, wait. You look for that and I'm going to say I really wish we had done this like a like a Newlywed game where like I should have made Ellie write her answer down and then so we, we both could, just flipped so it. So that we could have it like to prove but what what would you identify as now, Ellie? Well, honestly,
2: I knew I was not a chapstick lesbian and I until this exact moment, I've been just sitting in like lesbian purgatory like I don't I was like I don't have a definition then I'm like my thing doesn't exist
1: oh my god we're like the (laughs) spider-man meme or gif or whatever where they're pointing at each other like I that is how I (laughs) felt for so long because I just like didn't feel like I fit into a category which like I mean look like I'm a white chick. This is not, this isn't like my burden. I just don't belong. Like, yeah, like,
3: <laughs> Where is like there a place for me in the world? Yeah, you it's
1: definitely a, like not a big deal. But when I did find this definition, I was surprised at how much it made me be like, oh my God, it's my little corner of the lesbian world. <laughs> so like, it really did feel like Fun to uh, to discover. Do you want me to? Do you want me to read it yes, out? Yes, please. Do. Okay. It says a blue jeans femme is a lesbian who identifies as femme or feminine, but prefers jeans and more casual clothing to dresses and skirts.
2: And I was like, that's that's it. exactly
1: what I feel like. Like this is the way I've always described myself. Is like nobody ever assumes I'm a lesbian, but nobody is ever surprised when they find out that I am. Like that <laughs> is exactly the line that I walk yeah <laughs> and that this seems to me right. it felt like a definition where I was like yeah that feels right so now I identify as a blue jeans fan to anyone who asks which again comes up very rarely
3: <laughs> okay, yeah but can we can we take a hot minute real quick because I'm now having an existential crisis of there's this okay so Ellie LA- Ellie gathered, like, a little list of things for us to have, uh, as talking points as well, if we need to refer to them. Uh, I don't think I see myself on here. I don't think I fit any of those. None of them are me! Where do I belong, Laura? I'm
1: gonna send you both of these links!
3: Okay, please do. Uh,
1: I put them on the Coming Out Pods website as well, because I was, like, like... And you know, I did my disclaimer thing where I'm like, you absolutely do not have to label yourself and put yourself in a box.
3: But what if I want a box? Exactly. If you're like
1: manly and you're very Type A, and it's like, and you really like labels for yourself because like they're fun and you can like. You can classify yourself and like how exciting you were a nerd in high school. Maybe this is feeling relatable to some people. Yeah, these two links that I found that have a, a much wider range of definitions than the usual ones that I came across. Maybe you'll find yourself in in one of these. And they have yeah. like fun pictures and cartoons
2: and stuff.
3: Uh, please send me that because I'm looking at this list and... I don't, I don't think that any of those are me.
2: What have you, like, what, whenever anyone has had this conversation with you before, what do you say?
3: I, well, okay, so here's the thing. I feel like because I've never had an answer, I always default to, like, the, like, funnier making fun of myself answer, which is, like, I'm, like, a a 13-year-old boy lesbian, which is, which is very, very me. I mean, it's completely accurate. And
2: that also is a category, I think. We, we don't have a name for it, but you're not alone. You could rock
1: Baby Dyke probably into your late 50s. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're just a Baby Dyke. Uh, how do you know I haven't? You don't know how old I am either. It's a lie. Um,
1: I know exactly how old you are.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those people
1: who tweets it out like, no fear, I'm not an actor. Here's my real age. <laughs> uh,
3: my, okay, I think if I had to really try to, to, box myself my closest box would probably be like androfem is that a category that seems yeah that seems like a category Because like
1: the thing is for sure is i like androfem
3: i have a hard time because i know we like joked at at the top of this episode ellie about who of us is butch or not butch Um, yeah i've never really identified as butch even though i do really really like a lot of masculine clothing aesthetics, hmm.
2: but, but I feel like you dress you dress more like a gay man than like. A... Well, <laughs> <I love
1: that. laughs> I've always felt like I might be more like a gay man. Like I love like musical theater and like it's not a bad thing. So many gay dude friends and like so many straight female friends. I was like, am I a gay guy? <laughs> <laughs> but then I found blue jeans thumb, and I was like, "I'm a blue jean." <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, I think it's hard because I if there's a very big difference to me also between like how I dress every day, where I'm like super lazy and casual, and like I do wear like jeans and a t shirt like almost every day, and I love that I have like a job where that's totally cool. But I feel like to me, it's like if I was gonna like dress up. Right? Like to me that defines a lot more of someone's aesthetic. Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean?
3: It's like I don't I don't think that like someone's aesthetic is necessarily just like what do you wear everyday? It's like what do you wear if you were going to dress
1: good. Either yeah. to like
3: look really good or like if you were going to dress to like convey you like how would you dress? And like I I will say I just went to like one of my best friends just got uh, married this summer, and it was the first time that I went to a wedding, and I wore, like, not, like, a full suit, but I wore, like, pants and a button-down and a, and a bow tie and, like, a vest, and I was, like, why have I waited so long on this? I'm, like, I have gone to so many weddings, like, so many of my friends have gotten married, and I was just realizing, like, wow, I have wasted, like, basically all of my dressing up opportunities on, like, feeling like an asshole in a dress, you know or like do we
1: get that? Yeah. Uh,
3: I was just I was like Why 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 did I come to this so late And now I'm like what are excuses for me to buy Like a full suit like what could I come up
2: with <laughs> Yeah I have one vest And I always am trying to be like when can I Wear this vest again never Right yeah
3: but I also feel like When I do that I don't in my head Feel like I'm dressing like a man like I feel like I'm dressing like a woman who looks Awesome in a suit right yeah like, yeah, it's like I... when Kate
1: Blanchett wears suits, no oh, one's yeah. like, Is that a man? Oh, no, wait, it's Kate Blanchett. Like, <laughs> like, she looks like a woman in a suit. So, yeah, I, yeah.
3: Can I tell you the funniest story is when you sent this earlier this week, when, because, you know, we were checking in with Lauren about like what topic we wanted to cover, and, uh, and you pitched this, Lauren, and I was laughing so hard because I was walking. To BART from work. No, no, it's, like, such a good story. I was walking to BART from work, right? And here's the thing. Like, I work in San Francisco. I happen to wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. And, like, it is a suit. like, California is a, lo- is a pretty relaxed work environment in a lot of ways. But also, lots of people, like, have jobs that you have to dress up more- for, right? Like, a little bit more. And so I was walking to BART, and this woman walked by who was, like, you know, just, like, fancy work dress whatever like looked really great and and like super femme
1: she was hashtag adulting
3: she was hashtag adulting and she looked great like very very like high powered femme energy right Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and I was just laughing because you had just sent that and so it was like on my mind already and I was looking at her and I was all I could think is I was like I sort of what I was just saying of like I wasted so many weddings like feeling like just not me in a dress. And I was like, God, just, just imagine for, like, a second if I had realized so much earlier in my life that, like, when I see women dressed like that, I was like, why did it take me so long to understand that, like, I didn't want to look like that? I wanted those women to want to date me. <laughs> like <laughs> That is it. Girl. it's such a she, different true. thing and I was like oh god I just spent so much time like trying to pretend that I wanted an aesthetic that I did not want I just wanted to be like on the receiving end of that aesthetic
1: yeah I I a hundred percent get that I've said okay. um on uh on the coming out pod before because we talk a ton about Gender, obviously, especially when we have uh, non-binary identified guests or trans guests, like we get into these amazing discussions where Nicole and I get like an education on all this stuff. Uh, But I've said before, the closest I ever feel to what I would classify as any kind of like body dysmorphia or or dysphoria, um, and it's it's not obviously comparable, but the closest I feel is when I do have to wear dresses, like Mm. skirts I'm okay in. But when I have to wear a dress, I feel incredibly uncomfortable. So I very rarely wear dresses, like even to weddings or whatever. Like I'll do like a skirt and like a blouse or I'll do like slacks and a and a vest. Because yeah, my friends yeah, yeah. are very understanding and hipstery. So nobody really bats an eye at that. But yeah, wearing dresses is, yeah, it it's it's hard for me.
3: I hate it. I hate it. I literally, you know, when I... <laughs> when I hit 30 20 years ago uh no when i <laughs> when I hit 30 and you know i feel like that was that was like a big turning point for me where I feel like I, ever, I, I don't know. I think 30s are uh, fantastic, and I feel like a big reason for I'm it is looking like,
1: forward to them.
3: Yeah, in 10 years. <laughs> when you, when <laughs> you get here, Lauren, they're great. Uh, no pressure, but they're a lot of fun. And But I feel like a huge part of it for me is, like, literally when, like, you know, uh, when people would ask, like, you know, you have, like, friends who are younger or whatever, and they're, like, joking about hitting 30. And I'm like, honestly, 30 is, was great. Because, like, 30, I feel like, is when I stopped giving so many fucks about stuff and like the number one the number one thing for me was like I hit 30 and I was like I don't have time to wear fucking dresses in my life like I'm so so past this like I've done this for such a long time and I hate it every time I always hate it like I never feel like I look like me I don't look how I want to look I feel awkward I feel like I look weird like
1: but Ellie I feel like you wear dresses right
3: oh yeah I like a good dress but I don't feel
2: like I'm a lipstick lesbian just because, like, I only wear dresses if I'm, I only like dresses, like, if I'm dressing up. Mm. Like, only okay, if it's, I like, totally, a yeah. fancy occasion.
1: I yeah. get that. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you're still a little further uh, on that side of, I don't know, the spectrum, the gender <laughs> uh, <Yes>. umbrella. <laughs> the femme butch spectrum. Gender red- yeah because even for me like (laughs) in my in my most self-esteemy moments when I when I'd be like if I was nominated for an Oscar like well I can't even like if I had to wear like a dress on a red carpet or anything I'd feel really weird like I just I wouldn't be able to do it Mm -hmm.
3: so if you were gonna dress up the alarm what would you wear
1: um well as you may remember from Clexicon my favorite look which anyone who's known me for more than like a year has definitely seen at least once, so you'll see it circle back if we if we keep attending functions together uh I like to wear uh I'll wear like a short-ish skirt like what I wore at Clexicon was like a fairly not like I'm a hot you know teenager on Riverdale short but like a (laughs) An above-the-knee... A hot 35-year-old <laughs> on Riverdale, that's, that's yeah. correct. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: But I wore, like, a, an above-the-knee, like, tight black skirt, and then I wore a black white-feeder and a black pinstripe vest.
3: Is this when you crash the red carpet? Because, uh...
1: Crash the red... Yeah. Hey, Nicole told me to crash the red carpet. But, yeah, I wore that and, like, knee-high, like, boots. So I will, from, like, the waist down... People would be like, oh, maybe that's a femme coming our way. And they'll like see the top of me and be like, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's definitely wearing Tricks, a white yeah. theater under a I look like a bartender most of the time. Like mm-hmm. my version of dressed up is like, oh, do you tend bar at like a kind of nice bar? Like that's as nice. That's as dressy as I go
2: nice the one it. time I tried to wear a vest pant suit at a wedding people thought I was the waiter <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is such a
1: queer female plight yeah, yeah so
2: I was like mm, maybe I'll I need I think I just need not a black vest like I was in black and white That so was just like why yeah I that's you do a that? tough one that's a tough yeah. one yeah. yeah yeah but next time I'll I'll adapt <laughs> Well, someday when out. we
3: get invited to the red carpet, we'll break out our fancy, uh, fancy gigs as well. So, Oh, yeah.
2: Or we'll just crash it.
3: Yeah, we're all crashing it next year.
1: <laughs> Fuck Nicole the rules. told me to meet her at <laughs> the red carpet. It makes make you feel any better. You can tell in all the photos that I am very uncomfortable to be there and do not know which camera to look at. So fine. baby's first red carpet.
3: <laughs> but we're going to throw queer prom and we're all going to get dressed up. How's that?
1: Yeah, we really have to do this. I'm like,
3: we're down dead,
1: dead on us doing it. It's happening. It's yes. in my calendar. I'm saying, it's happening <laughs> it's calendar. next summer.
2: What is that? Summer of 2020.
1: That summer, it's happening. I straight up forgot what year we were in. That's not, that can't be good. Yes, summer of 2020, queer prom.
3: Lauren, what you do is you take your age and you add from the year you were born. <laughs>
1: I didn't. You cut out for a minute. We have a bad Skype reset. I didn't. I didn't hear it. I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep moving forward.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I feel like it's time. <laughs> we we went all over the place, but I don't. I feel like it. It doesn't matter. But it's time for our Q and Gay. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited.
2: Let's do it. Q Q Q Q and, and, and gay. gay. The first question is going to be of our Q and Gay. Who's your fave? Of the Fierce Five. And this one I feel like I need to explain to our listeners, because here are the five. Which we also only have four options, right, on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, already there's, <laughs> there's a fly in the ointment. All right, who,
2: who can, Lauren, who can we cut? <laughs>
1: oh, no, 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 you will not get me on a oh. microphone. Oh, oh, cut me, you can cut me.
2: All right, that's the most diplomatic.
1: Yeah, do that. I feel good about that. Which,
2: what name is yours? Tegan? I'm Tegan. Okay.
1: I'm such a Tegan. Come on.
2: who's your fave (laughs) Fierce Five? A, Allie. B, Leslie. C, Moana. Or D, Sam. And it's it's Moana, right? Is that how you say it? It's Mona. Oh, Mona. It looks like Moana.
1: Everyone in the auditions thought it was Moana. But it's Mona because Mona is just, it's such a more... It's such a it's such a queer lady name. I mean Tales of the City, the original. Mona. Yes, Mona. Um, okay. Oof, this is this is a really hard one. And I'm basically gonna cheat and I'm gonna say Sam because Sam is the one who everybody, as you will see eventually in the pilot presentation. Sam is, like, the one who everyone falls in love with. She's
2: that lesbian.
1: So I'm going to say Sam because, you know, she got that she got that flavor.
2: <laughs> um, also, if you do want to vote for Tegan slash Lauren, just put it in the comments of the
1: tweet. Oh, yeah, we'll do
3: a write-in. Write-ins yeah. so are allowed.
1: Again, I mentioned earlier that I go to therapy regularly. It's okay. You don't have to do that. I. It's fine. I'm fine.
3: <laughs> She's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, question two, Lauren. What do straight girls need the most help with? A. Clothes B. Self-esteem C. Dating or D. Fixing things
1: Okay, my opinion as a Twitter addict is self-esteem. Mm. Because like yeah, it just feels like the bar is crazy low for women in hetero relationships, especially like like younger women. I feel like I feel like by the time like like you were saying like women hit their 30s it's like they're not really taking shit anymore. At least that's been true of my friends. But I feel like some of the stuff that I see on social media for like younger women, it's like why are you with this dude? What or like when people retweet like Reddit stuff, it's just like it seems like a real Nightmare Can I share this there.
3: only only because I literally liked this on my train ride home today? So obviously, yes. Like people share the Reddit like "Am I the asshole?" post all the time, right? They're they're always the asshole. They're okay. They're always the asshole. Uh, if it's the guy, right? So I. I just really liked whatever this Am I the Asshole post was, that there was somewhere down in the comments someone who goes, there's a whole genre of writing into advice columns that consists of, quote, my female partner just asked me nicely not to do something completely reasonable. Can I do it anyway, though, because I want to? And then, <laughs> and then someone immediately replies to that, and they go, and the corollary, my male partner did something truly awful. What can I change about myself to make him a better person? which I feel like is so, so accurate of so many of those posts. Why? Painful. Why Just why? Just why? I
1: also do feel like, and look, this is in my much younger years. So like when I was a toddler, because as we know, I'm very young. But <laughs> there was there was a long stretch of time in my life where I would almost exclusively like hook up with slash sometimes actually like date, uh, straight women. Um, cause I was working through staff. Um, and it's hard cause I'm attracted to like very femme women. Um, but I have often wondered if the reason why so many of those women who were not, it's not like, Oh, they identified as straight. And then they realized later, Nope, these were straight women. Uh, but they would, you know, like fool around with me for a little, or like, like we do whatever. And I, I honestly think that the reason why so many of them did that is because, like, I was treating them, like, well. Like, I would, yeah. I didn't play games with them. I'd be like, like, I know you're straight, but, like, I, you're really attractive. Like, I just would, like, fucking be up front with them. And I think that, that was, like, really the, appealing.
3: The bar is so low. It's the bar so is low. so low
1: that straight women
3: would fool around with me regularly. So... <laughs> Thank you,
1: thank you to men for that. I guess. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's so self-esteem is what we're saying.
1: Self-esteem, and that's a big part of of Butch Pal is beefing up the old (laughs) self-esteem. Good.
2: And straight women deserve deserve self-esteem. We all do.
1: Hell yeah. Hell
2: yeah. I deserve
1: straight women. Just no, I'm that is not. I'm past
2: that. We we all have that phase. It's okay i was there too
3: him.
2: we're so we're out of it thank thank
3: you have presence. you tried marrying them
2: <laughs> oh my god Leah! <laughs> don't, don't make me go back
1: the worst so I'm I'm so again.
3: the trick right. is you just have to find one who's repressing really well <laughs>
1: no and that's i i always thought i had and then it turned out like Oop, nope Nevermind. my bad uh-huh. yeah yeah
3: <laughs> All right, we could go down
2: a really dark yeah. hole here. Let's not go let's,
1: down straight girl rabbit hole. Let's, let's keep it guys. moving. Keep it light and bright. Question three.
2: Question three. Question We're three. Ready. What type of lesbian are you? A butch slash stone butch, B mm. soft butch slash chapstick lesbian, mm. C blue jeans femme, or D lipstick lesbian.
1: I mean, as we as we learned, I I now proudly identify as a blue jeans femme. Mm. Wear but a lot of respect. But yeah, all all those types. Those are all good types. We're all or good
3: types. Option E for me: thirteen year old andro femboy.
2: Yeah. Okay. I feel like that could be a DJ name, and I am andro femboy. Let us uh, someone's let's gonna party. take that now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I when I DJ, I'll go by that. Yeah, you
2: should. It deserves
1: its own category. It is. That I know sense. that andro is is an acknowledged category but 13 year old andrew femboy needs its own it needs its own own yeah Yeah, come on
3: it's an aesthetic what can i say
1: 100 percent.
3: question four who would win in an actual rap battle ellen or oprah
1: oh boy that's a tough one that is a tough one. I think I have to go with Oprah. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I just have to. That's
0: I mean, right? Like
1: Ellen, like if you're like, who would win in like a Sondheim or Gilbert and Sullivan battle? Like, yeah, I feel like Ellen is definitely like, could be and she's got the, but if we're talking like a rap battle, like you're in a, a basement and it's dark and people are like, like screaming and betting money on it. Like, I think Oprah's pretty clearly going to take it. Oh, yeah. Come on.
2: You're not wrong. Yeah. All right, number five. I feel like number five I have to explain before I do it because I was watching your reel and you were in another period. Oh, yeah. So the last question is, if you lived your adult life in another time period... When you get
3: to your adult life. Yeah. Which
2: one would it be? A the eighteen hundreds, B nineteen hundred 1900 to nineteen twenty, C thirties to the fifties, or D sixties seventies.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, it's interesting because you you shut out the one that I think I would like most belong in, which is like nineteen twenties, like Algonquin Round Table, like Dorothy Parker, like, oh hey, I'm very quippy, mm, then I go home and <laughs> cry. Um, but. Of those okay, uh, you know all the
3: good stuff yeah
1: <laughs> of those ones I I gotta go I think I gotta go 60s 70s I think I would just die off really soon in all the other ones <clears throat> I just don't think I, I I don't think I'm a particularly strong and hardy and capable person so I feel like the closest I can get to present day is when I'm most going to thrive and live my best life <laughs> nice. makes sense
2: I always used to say that I wanted to live in like the 50s, but I think it's just because I loved I like love the music, but I'm like the 50s would be horrible sure. for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like like the like the nice parts of the 50s. Like going oh, to dances. Yeah. But I would want to, like, go to the dance and not have to dance with a boy, so I'd be screwed. Yeah, no, and and so. they
1: very much would not let you do that. And then yeah. you'd have to marry that boy and have exactly. multiple babies with that boy. Yeah, so... And that's what The Hours is about. It <laughs> would not be good. No, so, there you go.
3: <laughs> and as we all know, that movie ends on a very happy note.
1: It's a feel-good movie.
3: It really is a comedy, just a dark horse comedy. For the ages. <laughs> Uh, remember, everyone, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at LesHangoutPod. And speaking of Twitter, Lauren, where could people find you if they like, wanted to find you on a social media or, or something like that?
1: Any minute of any day, you can find me personally on Twitter at, at Lauren Flans, S-L-A-N-S, uh, like the Spanish Custard. Like more than one of the Spanish custards.
3: <laughs> like multiple Spanish custards.
1: Multiple Spanish custards. Uh, so yes, I'm at Lauren Flans. Um, I also run the Coming Out Pod Twitter account because, again, I am addicted. So why not give me two Twitter accounts to run? <laughs> uh, so that's at Coming Out Pod. Coming Out Pod uh, is also on Instagram at at coming out pod and don't worry Nicole runs that so she has a much better handle on Instagram than I do and we talked about Butch Pal uh, earlier so uh, at Butch Pal series is Butch Pal everywhere and that's a really fun that's a fun thing to follow too especially because we just uh, I know this will be released later but as we're recording this we just filmed it this past weekend so I am like three days out of the shoot. Um, so there's a lot of fun, like, pictures and stuff from that. Possibly some pictures with Dot Marie Jones, who may or may Ooh. not. Is this
3: another scoop? How many scoops are we going to get this episode? It's I a scoop, it. but I
1: feel like I can say it because it's on our Instagram.
3: I did
2: see that picture, so it's not like
1: a yeah. crazy,
2: crazy secret, but yeah, still no, exciting.
1: It's really cool. My character, yeah, awesome. um, I, I, I won't give anything away, but my character and, and Dot Marie Jones are... Intrinsically linked in the, in the Butch Pal universe.
2: Mm. Um, yeah. Do you know when that's coming out, the pilot?
1: Um, I don't know for sure. Uh, we did just shoot it. So uh, my understanding is that editing takes a while. Uh, the script for Butch Pal was just accepted into something called the Catalyst Content Festival. Yeah, so in October, uh, at least some representatives from Butch Pal... We'll uh, be going to that. And so I think we might have like, like a sizzle reel or like a trailer or whatever pretty soon because I know that they, they want to be able to, to show that in October.
3: That is so cool.
1: Yeah, it's so, it was such a fun shoot. It was really cool. I'm really excited for it.
3: Uh, anything else coming up that you want to let people know about?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, so as you guys mentioned, I do, uh, I do do a podcast with Nicole Payson. So that's called Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. Uh, and we are doing, we did our first ever live episode at Clexicon. Uh, with Brianna Venskis, which was so dope. And we're doing our second live episode on October 19th at LACC, uh, which is a school in LA. Uh, And it's for this really cool thing called Models of Pride that the LGBT Center, the LA LGBT Center puts on for LGBTQ uh, youth and allies. So That's going to be our second live episode. And we're not sure of uh, who our guest is going to be yet, but we will announce that closer to time.
2: Awesome. And everyone needs to make sure that you listen to Coming Out Pod. Yes, for sure.
1: We're on all the things. We're on the iTunes and the Spotify's and the Stitcher's. You get it.
2: <laughs> all the things.
1: You kids of which I'm also one know how to
2: do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, high schoolers you doing today at your high school, Lauren? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm going to be a model pride as a student. I'm just also doing <laughs> the live podcast.
3: The, st- the student rep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't gotten quite enough of Lauren, you can also catch her taking over our Instagram sometime this week. Uh, stay tuned on our social medias for details on that.
1: It's going to be so fun! I barely know how to use Instagram. It's going to be awesome. It's gonna be great. And mostly my dog, if I had uh, to get.
3: That's not true. Sure. I saw you put together an Instagram story once in Kelsey's backyard and I think it took you a a mere 20 minutes
1: listen (laughs) I did okay at Klexagon that I feel like I had like a Rain Man burst of understanding how to use Instagram while I was a Klexagon because I knew I had to promote and then it all just went out of my brain but I'm gonna figure it out for when I take over your Instagram that is my promise to you asterisk that's not an
2: actual promise I'm gonna do my best (laughs) it'll be great thank you so much for hanging out with us today lauren it has been a pleasure as always
1: i had so much fun thank you for having me let me hear you say
3: hip hip hip, hip. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to take a chance every episode to shout out some of our favorite things that have been happening lately in that community.
2: And I want to shout out Elizabeth Fisher, who came to our trivia night at Henrietta Hudson. She came up to me after to talk about the show. She binged the whole thing in about three weeks. (laughs) So I just want to say, very impressed with you, Elizabeth. That's a lot of listening to our voices. A lot. (laughs) She did say she listens to it on the subway. And it's one of the only podcasts she can listen to on the subway because we're so loud. So keep being loudly. (laughs)
3: Uh, (laughs) I can do it. I can do it.
2: But I just wanted to say thank you for coming to the trivia. It's her first few weeks in New York. And she got to meet some new friends there. So I just want to say Thank you for listening and thank you for coming. We're so happy to be connecting you to more queer people in New York City.
3: And as always, we need to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Amy and Ellen, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunluck timura Sammy Walsh, and Audrey O'Connor. And of course, we always are going to thank
2: our King Princess patron, Kayla. So much love always for Kayla.
3: Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Or
2: you can email us at Pod at gmail.com.
3: You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com.
2: Make sure you subscribe on um, wherever you listen to your podcast so you'll be the first to know when we get new episodes.
3: We also are going to have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you check that out at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the
2: podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing your reviews, and it helps other people find the show.
3: Also, if you missed out on becoming a patron as part of our Season 3 Patreon challenge, it didn't go anywhere. It's still there. You have so much opportunity to support the podcast. You get perks like ad-free episodes, you get the chance to come hang out and watch Les Essentials with us, lots of fun stuff, you can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And if you want some Les Hangout
2: merch, you can get it at bit.ly slash lesshop.
3: If you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at lshfoster. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's hang out again again soon. soon. Hang out. Out,